Good morning or good afternoon, wherever you are listening from. Welcome to Revival Preaching Podcast. And we are just glad you are tuning in to us and someone else. But uh, let's jump into it. Let's pray again for David today, Lord. You are the blessing, Lord. Lord, have everything we say and do. Let it please honor you. And they find glory and use the group for this podcast. Amen. Turn the Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. That is Jeremiah 6. Verse 16. Bible says, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways and seek and ask for the old paths. Wherein, where is the good way? And walk therein. I'm going to only read a portion of this scripture. We're going to read it one more time. Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein. Now let's focus on the first part of the verse. It says, Thus saith the Lord, Come up. Stand ye in the ways, comma, and see, comma. Now, we're going to break that up. He says, stand ye in the ways, then he says, and see. Now, that means there's two paths. There's, he says, ways, stand ye in the ways, and see. There's two paths here. So, he said, and ask for the old paths. Where's the good way? Walk there in. And uh, I'm going to read the this por- uh, portion of the scripture, then later on, and finish reading it, and it's all going to tie in. So, it says, stand in the way. So, there's two ways here. And I'm going to put it as the old ways, as the Bible says, there's old ways. But I'm going to put it this way. There's old ways, and there's a trendy new way. Now, we all know what the trendy new way is. It's the it's a new generation. It's the way I'm going to use it. It's the modern-day neo-Christianity. And uh, he says, but God says, ask for the old ways. Ask for the old paths. Go down the old path. It's the good way. And walk there in. Now, I got to choose. Now, we have a free will. Just like I have a free will of salvation. Now, I can either choose to receive Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, or I can reject it. We have a free will, though. We have to receive him. Now, we have a free will here. You have a free will to either choose the new way or the old ways. Now, people like, well, everything new is better. Not so. Not so. If you look at the way things are made now compared to 40 and 50 years ago, those things back then last a lot longer. They're made better. There's more quality to it. There's more craftsmanship to it. I mean, everything back then, cars, whatever you want, tools, toys, whatever, you look back then and those things are still together and the modern things are falling apart. Uh, You buy something and a week later it breaks. That's not how it was back then. Everything was made better. That's the old path. The new paths are trendy, whatever lasts for a certain amount of time, and then it's over, it breaks, or something happens to it. But nevertheless, there is two ways, and there's differences. There has to be a difference. There has to be a difference between the old ways and the new ways. Now, people with a new way might be shorter. Hmm, it might be shorter, but is it the better way? There's a story about... um, it was during the pioneer days, and this one uh, this one gang, or whatever they're called, the trail, the pioneers, the Mennonite, whatever you call them, little house in the prairie people. And uh, they were going up this one way, and they had a split decision road. One way was the shorter way, and the other way was the longer way. They chose the shorter way. Then a snowfall came down, they got stuck in there, and everyone in that trail died. Now, that was the new way. They went down the shorter path. Not everything that's new or trendy is the best option. Now, 
you have a choice to make. And that's what I'm going to ask you. Make your choice. Are you going to choose the new trendy way or are you going to choose the old way? Now, the trendy new ways, their churches have no standards and no separation. The trendy new way, they have fake Bibles using verse out of context, neon lights in the background, worship bands. So replace yourself with the new trendy way. That's the new trendy way. Now, the new trendy way has the shallowness of a new marketing slogan. Come as you are and leave the same way. Leave no different. We don't want your flesh to be offended. The preacher talks in rhyme, sometimes raps it. That's the new trendy way. The worship band usually comes back and backs them up while he's rapping. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Sometimes. These are the new trendy things. These are the new trendy paths. These are the things that are taking over our nation and Christianity. No wonder people think Christianity is a joke because they look at these people as Christianity. They look the same way. They talk the same way. They do the same things as the world. Now, the reason they don't want to separate themselves is because they have too much money and too much fame invested in time into what they believe. But their faith has no foundation. If they believe and the gospel they preach, God wants you to do what you want to do and live your best life and you get into heaven. Now, that's not how it works. We know that. But this is the thing they preach, and if they believe that, they are not saved. So these new trendy churches, these new neon Christianity, if they believe this, then it's not a church. A church is a saved body of people. But they they call and they talk and they, they sell themselves as Christians. They're not Christians. They're on the new trendy path. The things that make them money and make them famous. But they don't care about people. They don't care about people's souls. They don't care about what people think. They're only caring about is their money and their fame and how well they can keep it. People bring them on Sundays. That's at the straight down trendy new boulevard. See, I want to ask you something. Will you go down the trendy new boulevard or will you stay on the proven old path? The first thing I want to talk about in the trendy new way are the old paths. Number one, the first thing I see in the two ways is hymns. Turn about with the Ephesians chapter nine or chapter five, verse nineteen. Chapter five, verse nineteen. The Bible says, "Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord." I looked up what the word hymn means. A religious song or a poetic of praise to God. Now, what I see with lacking this new Christianity is they do not have poetic songs and lyrics. They have worship music, worship bands. It's full of shallowness lyrics. They repeat the same words ten times over in a row. All the worship groups look like rejects from a bad boy band. They are not trying to please God. Most of these people are more, more than likely not saved. Like I said earlier, if they believe the gospel they preach, they are not saved. They believe that these are so-called megachurches. Preach. If you read the stories behind the hymns, you will find poetic uh, poeticness. You will find real stories. You will find hardships. But most of these millennials that are in these these worship bands, they talk about their hardness of being a millennial 
and how they had a bad day and how they had a bad relationship and how they saw God in this. There is no meaning to it. It is not hymns and it's not spiritual songs and it's not making melody and it's not pleasing the God. So you have hymns, you have you read old hymns and you see these people that have gone through intense tragedies. And you look at these worship music bands, and there's no poeticness. There's no melody. There's no, I mean, they're not singing their hearts to God. They're not doing it for the honor of God. They're doing it for the honor of fame and fortune. That's all they care about. Um, I mean, you read the stories of Fanny Crosby, who published thousands of hymns. Then you put Fanny Crosby with the new worship band leader, some guy probably named Zachary Dillon, and these millennials, and they slapped the word him on there just to make money. You realize they'll put him, and they'll call their songs hymns and spiritual songs. They just do that. That would be like, all right, we'll buy it. We'll buy it. It's got to be him. I mean, the other crowd, you know, the old past people, they like those hymns. These are not hymns that they are producing. These are not spiritual songs of the ways a spiritual song is supposed to be written. These are nothing more than rock songs with so-called Christian lyrics. There is nothing poetic about them. Fanny Crosby and the others would have rolled around in their graves if they saw what hymns are what are now being passed off as hymns. Yeah, PB Bliss and Fanny Crosby and them. Could you imagine what they're thinking of hate now if they saw what was going on? I mean, it, it's a tragedy. You have Sankey and you have all these men and all these women that wrote these hymns. I mean, this new little generation, millennial generation, passes these songs off as hymns and so called spiritual songs. It's enough. It's the old paths. We gotta choose. We're either gonna go with the trendy new way or the old paths. Number two, the second thing I've seen the two ways is the word of God. Turn the Bibles to Matthew chapter 24, verse 23. Matthew chapter 24, verse 23 or 34. Matthew 24, 34. Well says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. The one way we have a Bible. A Bible that is preserved and inspired by God. The Trinity New Path uses a so-called Bible. Like the NIV that has removed over 64,000 words. The New King James has deleted over 13,000 words. The ESV has deleted over 24,000 words. And these versions have removed words like Jehovah, Hell, Calvary, Satan, and many more. So I ask you, if we're to have an every word Bible, then why are these fake Bibles deleting words? These trendy new past churches uses those books. Listen, Peter Pan or Shakespeare is more inspired than the New King James, the ESV, the NIV, the ASV. There is, I mean, those things are more inspired than these books. Your songbook that you have in your church is more inspired than any Bible the trendy new churches use. 
the, NI, the New King James calls Satan the bright and morning star. But if you look at Revelation 22.16, God refers to himself as the bright and morning star. I know someone who knew the author. I know someone who's the author of confusion. And these new, trendy new churches that read these trendy new books, I know who the author is. And he is the author of confusion. And these books are straight out of hell. But I realized something. I know the author of the inspired and preserved word of God. I know the author. But one day these trendy new churches, if they believe the gospel they preach, they will meet the author of their book. Look at Psalms chapter 12, verse 6 through 7. The Bible says, The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, pure, purified seven times. Verse 7. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. Let's focus on that last part. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. So there must be a word of God out there. And we have it in our hands, the King James Bible. It's not these other words because it says that uh, the words of the word are pure words. So they're pure words. Why are these other versions deleting these words? See, the thing is, these words that they didn't leap is going to cause them to be offended. It's going to go against what they believe. It's going to go against everything their churches believe and what they stand for. That's why they delete passages. They put things and they delete things and put things in. That way it uh, propagates their agenda. I knew someone that uh, I, we were debating, I was debating somebody and I showed a passage in my Bible and said, what's that in my Bible? I wonder why. Because it goes against what they believe. They can't have that in their Bible. It will go against them. I mean, like the hypocrite they are, it'll make them look like more of a hypocrite. So there's got to be his words somewhere. We have them. See, I see that the old paths, they read from, they sing from the old hymns. And they read from the old hymns. But they have a Bible that's preserved and inspired by God but on the new, trendy new paths. They have no spiritual song. They have no Bible. So I ask you, if they don't have two of these things, why would we want to go down the trendy new path? The compromising way. Why would we want to go down the trendy new paths? Why wouldn't we want to stay in the old paths? With a foundation. I see real faith in the old paths. I see true worship on the old paths. Listen, all that's on the old paths. Real true and honest i see the presence of god down there on the old paths but i don't see any of the above in the trinity paths but i'm still standing in between the two ways and i'm looking and i'm seeing but i'm starting to lean towards the direction number three the third thing i see in the two paths is soul winning turn about with the matthew chapter 28 verse 19. The Bible says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost. But it says, go, the, go, go therefore and teach all nations. This is read to the resurrection. And the first thing he tells his disciples to go and tell them. Tell them what they've seen. Witness. Go to all nations and tell them what has happened. And baptize them in the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. 
Now, if this is one of the first things he tells his disciples, maybe there's something to soul winning. If it's that important for God to tell his disciples, the first thing he tells his disciples to do is to go out and disciple what they've seen, what they've done, what, he, what, what has just happened, they complete. Now, if salvation, I mean, if soul winning is that important, why isn't the Trinity New Path churches, why aren't they going out and telling? I mean, they have these massive group of people. What are they afraid of? What are they so afraid of going out and witnessing? See, they're afraid of confrontational soul winning because that might offend somebody. It might offend somebody to go out there and do something for God. The Trinity New Path churches tell their people to, to live the life that you want to live. To do what makes you happy. Now, when they come to church, they expect for there to be an offering. Now, I ask you, they should live their life but they want to. This is what they believe. So this is what they should do. Don't give any money to these churches. That's not going to make them happy. The pastors of those churches would have a hissy fit if that was said in their church. Because they make them look like more of a hypocrite. But they don't go soul winning. I see soul winning. And I see continent, con constant witnessing on the old paths. Listen, the old paths, they're still witnessing. They're still going door to door soul winning. Confrontational soul winning. I see that on the old path, but I don't see that on the new path. These so-called preachers probably don't even know how to, probably don't know the plan of salvation. If you threw a Bible in their lap and told them to take you down the Romans road, they would not know how to. And there's a huge problem I have with that, and every Christian should have a problem with that. But they're afraid to tell the gospel. Maybe there's something to soul winning. The trending new paths, they are concerned about it. They are not concerned about America getting saved. Someone once told me that religious music concerts do more for God than door-to-door winning. The problem is the trending new so-called concerts, there is no witnessing. They sing, they make people feel good, and they leave the same way they came in. No different. Door-to-door winning still works, but you have to work it. You gotta invest time into it. What I see is people get so wrapped up in their daily lives that they refuse to go do something for God. And it's constant constant excuses to why they can't do it. They don't preach so many. Where the house said that Pew must never intimidate the pulpit. And I see that in the Trinity New Churches. The the Pew controls the pulpit. They have, I mean, the that pastor up there, the so I'm mean, using that word very loosely, the so-called pastor up there is a puppet. The people control him and the trendy new churches. That's why they won't preach standards of conviction and separation. That's why they'll play the, the music and worship bands and the worship music and they have the Hillsong kind of music. But listen, that's on the new path. I mean, that's on, yeah, it's on the trendy new path. There's no soul in me. I knew some of that once in one of these churches, and they try to start a soul winning program and when they started it they were in their age they were probably in their 60s and when they started it the pastor didn't show up for soul winning let alone any of the congregation see the new path churches they are concerned about that they are not concerned about america getting saved they're concerned about their pocketbook and the thing they possess the trending new path they're doing what makes them feel good. 
they'll tickle their ears with some with some sayings and they'll speak in quotations and and that's I mean that's what they do. Why? Because they they can't preach. If they preach, they would offend the congregation. But here's the one thing we get to this point that apparently it's something they'll never preach. Number four, the fourth thing I see is the two past standards and separation. Turn the Bibles to. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Paul says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? He says, Don't be unequally yoked with non believers. Here's the problem we yoke up with the world. We yoke up. Listen, I have a problem with the old packed churches yoking up with the new packed churches. Listen, the new packed churches want to destroy everything the old packed churches and the old packed Christians believe and stand for. They'll not preach conviction. They'll not preach morals. They'll not preach separation or standards. Why? Because if they did, they would offend their congregation's flesh. And they would get up and lead the church. Why? Why do the younger people and the other generation go to these churches? Because they want to feel good. They don't want to feel conviction. They want to live the same way they've lived all week. And they don't want to leave any different. And they don't want the pastors to say any different. Why do you think all these churches are like, well, these churches, if you, if you had the mindset that the power of God was on these older pictures, they have huge churches. Listen, God did have his hand on them. But the reason we have these so-called mega churches is because they will not preach the Bible. They will not preach the doctrine. They will not preach with conviction. They will not preach the standards and morals and separation of the Bible. Why is that? Because their congregation would get up and storm out of that church. And the trendy new churches, their so-called pastors, they cannot afford that. They cannot afford that. Billy Graham was one of the people that wanted to have a universal movement. He wanted the, he wanted the, I mean, Billy Graham was big in the sword of the Lord back in the day. Great preacher then. But he started leaning from the old paths and started walking down the trendy new boulevard, the new paths. He began to want a universal denomination. He wanted the Catholics, the Presbyterians, the Church of God. He wanted the Baptists, the, the Southern Baptists. He wanted all these people to be yoked up and one denomination. But the Bible says, what hath light with darkness? What hath righteousness with unrighteousness? He says, don't be unequally yoked together. And listen, Billy Graham wanted this. And when he got down on the new trendy path, everything, I mean, he started preaching there was no hell. I mean, he started throwing everything to the wind. What happened? He started leaning down the trendy new path. What hath light with darkness? Listen, either light or either light is going to dominate or the darkness is going to dominate. You can't mix the two. One of them is going to dominate. We got to stay together. We got to stay the old paths. We got to stay. We got to preach standards and conviction. But Billy Graham, he, he wants separation. We got to have separation. Listen, you can still love people, but 
But you cannot have communion with them all the time. Because either lightness or darkness is going to dominate. Either righteousness or unrighteousness, it's going to dominate. And most of the time it's darkness. And most of the time it's unrighteousness. I stand in between the two paths, but I've taken a step towards one direction. The fifth thing I see in the two paths is teachings that are preaching. For 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2 says, Preach the word, be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Listen, these new trendy churches, they don't want to preach. They don't want to offend. They don't want to convict. They don't want people to live a holy life. They don't want people to change. They want people to be the same way they came in. They want to teach. They want to have 45 minutes of worship, and then they want to have 15 minutes of preaching or teaching. Teaching. They want to have little sermon acts. They want to have teaching and teaching sessions and series. Listen, I'm all for people teaching a series. That's fine. Perfect. Do it. But don't do it Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday. There needs to be preaching. Preaching is the truth set on fire. And what's the new generation want? They don't want truth. They want to live in the in the fairy tale world. They don't want to see the new truth. They don't want to see, they don't want to hear the old convictions. They want to live their own life. What do we need? We need preachers. We need people to boldly take a stand. Preach the word. Be instant. Preaching is being instant. And it's demanding change now. Now. Preaching is demanding change. Teaching is teaching you the truth. But preaching is demanding change now. And that's why the trendy new churches won't do it. They don't want people to change. They want people to stay the same way. The sixth thing I see in the two paths is the church house. Romans 12, 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, and be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what that is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. He says, don't be conformed to this world. Listen, if you look at the trendy new churches, they are conformed. To this world. Their churches look like nothing but a nightclub. Listen, they, they have these worship. You can't tell if it's a if it's a church or if it's a rock concert 99.9% of the time. That's a church house on Trinity New Boulevard. You have churches like New Life and the Axe Church and the and the Elevation Church and New Hope. Listen, if that is the hope of our nation, then we are hopeless. Proverbs 1.15 says, My son, walk not, thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. Listen, if you know somebody, you tell them, don't go down, don't go down that path. Refrain thy foot from their path. So many people are walking down that path, and they're not even blinking an eye. But it says, don't be conformed to this world. Be renewing of your mind. You may prove what is that is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 
You have these pastors up there with their fog machines, and some dude up there rapping, Jesus loves me. And some dude just smashes guitar on the stage. Listen, this isn't a church. This is a carnival show. Spurgeon said there will come a day when instead of pastors preaching, you will have clowns entertaining the goats. And my friend, that is exactly what's happening now. But it says, my son, walk not thou in the way with them. Don't go down Trinity Boulevard. Stay the old pass. Stand in the gap. Don't go down that way. Don't be conformed to this world. And that's what's going on in the trendy new pack churches. They are so conformed. There was a day when you had the church was right in the middle and you had the world all the way at the end. But instead of the church getting farther back from the world, the world has crept up on the church. And now the church is nothing more than the world. There's no change. Listen, the world hasn't changed. The church has changed. The trendy new pet churches. That's why people think Christianity is a mockery. They think we're hypocrites, and I can't blame them if we look at it this way. Instead of hymns, we have worship bands. Instead of the Word of God, we have fable books. Instead of soul winning, we have Christian concerts. Instead of standards and separation, we have somebody gets up and says, Live however you want. Live however you want. Instead of preaching, we have teaching. Instead of church houses with steeples, and that looks like a church, we have nothing more than a nightclub. I ask you, which way will you go? The rest of the verse says, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk therein. That's what the problem is. Everybody, the modern day Christian has said, we will not walk therein. You gotta choose the new path or the trendy new way. The ball's in your court.